Okay, welcome to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Pastor Dominic Romaldi, filling in for Tom, Tom Brown. And we are talking about the same sex controversy. you got to pick up the book by Dr. James White and Jeffrey Neal. It's an extraordinary read, so pick up that book if you can. Um, Dr. White mentioned in the sermon preached back in 2011, he was preaching on Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know if you remember this a while back, but what he, what, what he said about in that sermon was the speed of, of how evil is now depicted as good. He said it was just, he, he, I think he, he might have said, if I'm not mistaken, that he wouldn't even think he would see some of this in his time. Mm-hmm. But it's really coming to a, really at a, 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 locomotive, a locomotive speed and, and the Reformation Project is is one of the outcomes of, of this um, thing that Dr. White was talking about in 2011, and it's taking place now. Uh, and I'm going to have Dr. White um, explain who the Reformation Project are. One of the terms they use is sexual minorities, but, but here's what I um, want to say about it. Whether it's Rob Bell, whether it's Dr. David Gushy or Matthew Vines, and he'll, he'll get into these guys and who they are maybe a little more, they come at it from an emotional perspective. They want, us, they want to kind of woo your heartstrings with this. It's subjectional truth over objectional truth, which is the Word of God. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Evangelicals today, and I know I'm going to use the term loosely because Dr. White warned me about that, but here's the thing. A lot of scripture today is interpreted emotionally. I mean, it's what the scripture can do for me. What, you know, it's not what God is saying. So this fits right into the culture. So maybe you can introduce us, Dr. White, to the Reformation Project, because we need to know about this, because they are trying to get us with our heart. They're not using what Dr. White said, the inerrant, authentic word of God. Well, they'll utilize it, and they will actually claim to believe it. However, when you have the rare opportunity of pushing and examining what's actually being said, that's when you discover that, uh, that words uh, all of a sudden can change meaning. What we're talking about here is there is now this entire, quote-unquote, gay Christian movement, and it is a fund- it's fundamentally based upon the idea that homosexuality is a gift from God. Uh, that God makes people homosexual, that that's how he designs them, in, not in the sense that— And this is the Reformation Project. Reform, Reformation, okay. Well, Reformation Project is a part of this movement of, quote-unquote, gay Christianity. And, okay. and the Reformation Project, specifically, its intention is to convince people that the traditional historic understanding of the Church, of the biblical text regarding homosexuality, is in error. And that's why when Matthew Vines put his video out uh, a number of years ago, it sort of went viral— uh, I did a four-hour response to it. I played everything he said and responded to the entirety of it. So it was five hours once you put his one-hour uh, presentation into it. Um, that is just part of a larger movement uh, seeking to completely redefine the church's stance on the subject of specifically of homosexuality. But you need to realize it, this is a gospel issue. If, if what they're saying is true, right. this will require a complete reorientation in regards to the entirety of the gospel. Um, it really does end up striking at scriptural authority, scriptural sufficiency, because what they're in essence saying is that the someone like Paul could not have known about these loving, uh, committed, lifelong homosexual relationships, 
And so we should not apply biblical parameters to these kinds of things that the writers could not have known about. Now, if you'll think about that for just a moment, it, it makes some sense if you believe that the Bible is really nothing more than the thoughts of men who lived in the first century. But if you believe that Scripture is men speaking from God as they're being carried along by the Holy Spirit, you don't think the Holy Spirit knew? Big difference, right. And I've always wanted to ask, and I have not had the opportunity yet of doing so, but I've wanted to ask Matthew Vines, who is the head of the Reformation Project, or Dr. David Gushy, who is a Baptist ethicist from Mercer University, who last year uh, changed his perspective, uh, became an ally of the gay Christian movement, has apologized for how long it took him to be able to do this. He's the one who talks about the, the church's sexual minorities, so on and so forth. James Brownson, a, um, uh, a New Testament scholar uh, who likewise um, has written a book, uh, The Bible, Sexuality, and Gender, which has really become the go-to book for the gay Christian movement. Interestingly enough, Matthew Vine's a homosexual. Neither Gushy nor Brownson are. But both Gushy and Brownson, right before their changes, had a family member come out as a homosexual. Both of them did. I think that's important to note. Uh, these are not people that are that are that are unbiased in their in their examination of this issue. But all of them are. I've want, what I've wanted to ask all of them is this question, and I've made this public, so maybe that's why none of them will debate because they don't know how to answer the question. But but they want to talk about Jesus. They want to talk about. Uh, trusting in Christ, they want to talk about the gospel, they want to talk about the centrality of Jesus, they want to talk about all these things. I want to ask them the question, did Jesus know? Did he know? I mean, Dr. Gushy says that one out of 20 people are homosexual. He takes as much as a 5%. It's, that's a little bit inflated, but you know, most, most surveys have said at max 25 to 3%. But let's go with the 5%. One out of 20. Was that not the same, same back then? Or has things changed? There's something in the water? What's, what's, how can you even substantiate something like that? So Jesus would be speaking to these So people. one out of 20 exactly. of the people that he is speaking to is one of the church's sexual minorities. And yet, in Jesus' teachings, there is not a single positive word about homosexuality. Instead, we know exactly what the Jews 200 years before Jesus, 100 years before Jesus, in Jesus' day, 100 years after Jesus, 200 years after. We know exactly what the Jews believed about these issues in that time frame. And Jesus never raised a word of protest. Instead, he emphasized positively the very, quote-unquote, stereotypes that are so restricting to these loving homosexual relationships. And so what I want to ask these people that want to try to hold on to, I'm an Orthodox Christian, and I believe that homosexuality is a gift from God, is what about Jesus? If he is the incarnate Son of God, then he knew, it, the Scriptures tell us, he knew Great it was point. in the hearts of men. So can you imagine, you're the Creator, you made him in that way, that's what they're saying, it's a gift from God. And yet you kept your mouth shut as to the fact that there is absolutely no way that he could express his true desires as a homosexual for marriage in that context. Never said a word about it, never did anything. How can you hold those two things together? It's a question I'd like to ask. Unfortunately, I've not been given the opportunity of asking it. Well, they can call in right now if they want, <laughs> and, we'll, uh, and you'll answer it. <laughs> That's on not that, going to happen. On that same note. If I'm listening, if I'm if I'm reading, uh, if I'm reading Doctor Doctor Gushy Doctor Gushy correctly, 
he believes in monogamy, whether it's two men, two right. women. Or, Lifelong monogamous right. committed relationships. And yes. the problem is, and Dr. White made a great point on this, and I, I, you need to ex- try to get this out because it's important. The majority of homosexual relationships are not monogamous. Right. They're not. They're, I mean, I'm from New York City, and the, the lifestyle and the majority of, of homosexual relationships are not monogamous. And what Dr. White says, if that's true, which it isn't true, why isn't he talking about the ones, why isn't he talking about the wrath of God on the ones that are not right. in a monogamous relationship? Right. So, and I think that, please, it's only a few minutes, but please go on that because that's gigantic. Because what it, what it is, is it's the love game. It's the love factor. It's more the emotion. But he's not going to talk about the ones that are outside that, that are homosexuals, where the wrath of God would be on them. Well, that, that is one, to me, one of the really hypocritical elements of the uh, alleged gay Christian movement. And, and that is they, they want to talk about honoring the gospel and things like that. But they do not. I have, I have yet to see any one of these individuals uh, either enunciate a clear understanding of the gospel and call people to repentance and faith, because that would require defining sin. And uh, that's the one thing yes. they have to fight against anyone defining in the first place. Or a, the, the absolute recognition on the part of David Gushy uh, that it would be necessary, if he is going to say, now it was interesting, I, I listened to his first presentation at the Reformation Project. I'm responding to it right now in my own program. Um, and it's a must-see. And when he, when he makes the statement that he believes that these relationships should be monogamous, lifelong relationships— the applause he got for that was uh, significantly less uh, powerful and enthusiastic <laughs> than he had been getting for almost all the other things that he had been saying. And because there's another side to that. Uh, that exactly, and and everybody in that audience recognized that he was now going into an area that a lot of them weren't overly excited about following him into, in, into that at all. Um, there should have been, if if this is actually a Christian gathering a consistent application of a call to repentance uh, to all those homosexuals in the audience uh, who uh, were in any way, shape, or form violating a monogamous relationship. But there was no call for that because there can't be. You've already cut out the grounds of making any kind of authoritative proclamation in regards to the nature of sin, and let alone talking about the wrath of God. These people don't want to hear about the wrath of God uh, they don't want a God who has wrath, which means they don't want a God who has a cross, because you cannot even begin to understand the necessity of the cross, the nature of the cross, what's really going on in the atonement, if you don't have the wrath of God. It's simply not, it's simply not possible to understand those things. And, of course, I would say that part of this goes back to, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of paying the debts of the church here, uh, because for a long period of time, uh, we have allowed our theology to... Uh, be determined by what people want to hear. And as a result, uh, we have raised a generation of, of people that have a very sentimental view of the cross and of the atonement. And the idea for most people is, when you look at the cross, all you see is the love of God. And I would like to wake everybody up who's driving or anything else and say, <laughs> if, you, if you look at the cross— if you do not see the wrath of God against sin, his holiness, his justice, his righteousness, then you are not seeing the cross. And the reality is the love that is seen there 
is only seen in its proper context, its proper glory, its proper brightness against the backdrop of that holiness and that justice and that righteousness. If you don't see all of it, the result is you only see part of it, and you don't have a foundation any longer for resisting these very things, defining what the gospel is, etc., etc. And you see what Dr. White does. He gets the gospel in, the gospel, repentance, and faith. And, and that's what I think they alleviate in, 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 in the Reformation project. Anyway, thanks again for listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. We have another 13 or 14 minutes more with uh, Dr. White. Um, if you want to call, give us a call at 602-274-1360.